Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,934. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today, I'm in Mooresville, North Carolina, with a very special guest by the name of Tommy Autodon. Tommy, welcome to Cars Yeah! Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Hey, thanks for having me. Ready to go. You're welcome. We're going to have some fun. Now, yesterday, I spoke with your dad, and we talked about Trellis, the company, and the brand, and some of the cool things you're doing. So now I get to get the younger perspective on this business and, and your involvement. I'm very excited about that. Of course, he speaks very highly of you, so he set a very big stage for you to walk out on today. But no pressure. No pressure. Before uh, we get into an introduction, though, what's one little thing that maybe most people don't know about you, Tommy? So... I'm pretty sure that I have the distance record for, uh, and I may be the only person this has happened to, uh-huh. the distance record for being ejected from a go-kart at New Jersey Motorsports Park. What? Okay, yeah. we got to dig a little deeper into this because, you know, I just had some guests on the show that are go-kart champions and are now in the uh, Mazda MX-5 shootout. So they're competing for a full-ride scholarship next year racing MX-5, but they both started in karting when they were seven, eight years old and so forth. First of all, what did you hit to get ejected, and then how far did you fly? Yeah, so they didn't know that you could get ejected, but uh, so I managed to do that. So the the, the trouble with the these go-karts are they go pretty fast, and when oh, you stall yeah. out in the apex of a hairpin turn, you know, the guy behind you's brakes you know, may not be that good, so... I was in a full-on T-bone when my cart stalled out, and uh, I went flying that day. Oh, my gosh. You know, you, you can go on YouTube, of course, and see a lot of this stuff, but that's pretty frightening because I've done some karting and some pretty fast shifter carts and stuff, and those things go. I mean, on a straightaway, they can go above 60, 70 miles on I mean, fast. And you're kind yeah, of, you're right. You're kind of <laughs> sitting there thinking, if something bad happens here, this is not good because you, you're not belted into those things, although you're pretty tight with the seats and so forth. But wow. Uh, Do you get hurt? No, I actually walked away without a scratch. So I actually finished the race. So what? Yeah. <laughs> Well, good for you. Back in the saddle. <laughs> I like it. Very cool. Hopefully you're doing safer things these days, but uh, I don't know. It, it sounds like fun. Carding is certainly cool. Let me give you a proper introduction. Thomas Adderdon has provided product and project management services for Trellis for the last six years, a professional services firm that delivers performance-driven business solutions that are highly flexible, innovative, and optimized to maximize efficiency and return. He spearheads product development as a part of the Andy Lally Alive Ventures, which you heard me talk with his father about yesterday, which is designed, developed, and launched for live service businesses, servicing hundreds of thousands of customers in the automotive and motor motorsports industries. Thomas has a diverse background with experiences in engineering, sociology, software development, and marketing. He's also the official spokesman for Awesome Joe Auctions. We're going to learn a lot more about that today, where they plan on changing the auction business with their buy confidence process. Very cool. We'll be back in just a moment, but first a word from our valued sponsor. So give them a little listen. Keep the seatbelts on tight. You don't want to be ejected. And we'll be right back. Covercraft's newest three-layer all-climate cover 
is especially engineered for moderate weather conditions and it's treated with an extra UV resistant formula. It's soft, it's breathable, and it's easy to store, all while pampering your paint, providing maximum UV rain and dust protection. If you live where it's windy, no worries. Simply add their gust guards for windy conditions to add extra protection to keep your cover in place. Your three-layer all-climate cover is custom-tailored with Covercraft's attention to detail, form and fit with the quality and attention to detail that's been their tradition since 1965. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft, too. Every one of my vehicles is protected with a Covercraft cover. And I have a deal for you. Use the code yeah 21 Y-E-A-H-2-1 at Covercraft.com and you'll get 10% off your Covercraft order plus free shipping. That's right. So get 10% off with free shipping by simply using the code yeah 21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. When it was time to renew my collector car policy, my carrier raised my rates by a lot. But why? My usage was the same, my car's value was the same, and I had never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. The only change was their rate, and they had no reason why. What's with that? I researched my options, I spoke to others, and with American Collectors Insurance is where I now have my policy. What a difference. A live person actually answers the phone. She spent time learning about me and my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my Orange Crush, and provided a reasonable quote. American Collectors Insurance now protects my special ride. I'm saving hundreds of dollars and I can sleep at night knowing my baby is properly insured. Why wait until your next premium is due? Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote. Call 866-AC1-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine. Mark Green at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. So, Tommy, uh, we're back. Let's dive a little deeper into that corner, but this time we're going to stay in our seats, okay? You promise? I'll do my best. Okay, I appreciate that. So let's first talk about your involvement with your father in uh, the business that he created and formed, Trellis. Tell our listeners a little bit your perspective of what Trellis is all about. Yeah, so... My dad and I really, for a long time, wanted to find a way to work together. You know, business was his passion, and our careers hadn't really converged yet. And, you know, it wasn't until I got older that there was an opportunity at Trellis. I joined the team and was doing some project management there, uh, working with enterprise clients in a few different few different verticals that Trellis is involved in. And when, you know, my dad met a few of the business partners that he ended up forming the second company Alive with, you know, I could see that that was really his passion, you know, and I wanted to bring all the skills that I had to the table to really do something we could do together and be proud of and, and uh, you know, change the game, but also just spend time together, you know, working father and son on that team, making things happen. Let's evolve into what you guys are doing with Andy Lally, because I'm working on having him as a guest on the show. He's a racer, but he's a lot more than a racer. He's kind of got a lot of facets to him, and he's a very different kind of Guy, explain to the listeners today what Alive is and then kind of evolve into Awesome Joe Auctions and what you guys are trying to do there in the online auction world because this is something that has just exploded, especially in the last 20 months with COVID. Uh, So many more people are getting involved in this and it's so fun and people are finally, I think, feeling kind of safe about buying things online. But let's start with Alive. Explain to us what that business is all about. 
Yeah, so Alive really is a reflection of its founders. So Dave, of course, Andy Lally, and also Lance Miller, who's the uh, owner of you know Carlisle Events, mm-hmm. uh, Carlisle PA. So these guys came together, and the, the goal of the company was to bring innovation, bring kind of their experience in those diverse industries from racing to auctions and huge events and, and Dave's experience running a company in technology merge all of those expertises together and bring that innovation to automotive and motorsports, build new products, you know, try new things, help help innovate in a space where there are a lot of businesses that, that could really use some help. Well, Lance has been a guest on the show, so I'm very familiar with Carlisle and the, the mega events that that guy puts on and what he does. He's also a surfer, which is pretty cool. I grew up being a surfer in Southern California. But let's talk about Awesome Joe, because you're really a spokesperson for that. That's really uh, something you've been involved in since the beginning. What is Awesome Joe Auctions, number one? And then how is it going to be, or is it different than the other online auctions that we're seeing? Because it used to be just bring a trailer and eBay and maybe... Auto Trader was kind of like the only guys. And now all of a sudden you see a lot of companies coming alive with this, to use that alive term again, uh, to service those of us who love to be enticed to buy cars uh, from all over the world, really. Yeah, so Awesome Joe uh, is actually branded after the character. Our late founder, actually, Jerry Rafa, he passed away before COVID. He had a racing team. And Awesome Joe was their uh, mascot. He was kind of this James Dean style, you know, not very PC. He was kind of the the stig on their racing team, you know. So we modeled it after Awesome Joe because they wanted a place where they could buy and sell their race cars. So you'd go and hang out with Jerry in his garage at New Jersey at NJMP. And you'd go in and they'd have these like Lotus race cars, you know, that was, and they'd be different every time you'd go back because they were swapping their cars around with people. And how were they finding them, you know, of a friend and they'd call them over the phone and, you know, then they'd sell them this one and they'd buy a new one. He has a new BMW for another race series he wanted to be a part of. So we started Awesome Joe because we wanted to create a space that specialized in helping people buy and sell those kind of specialized cars, which aren't really something that have like a set value that you can buy on like a Carvana. You know, it's like a a Lotus Elise race car with 100,000 track miles on it. I mean, it's like, how do you, how do you put a price on that? How do you value something? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How do you do that? So we, so we started Awesome Joe to kind of tack that niche, give those guys a home where they can trade those vehicles and buy stuff that's really unique, really boutique. And what is, uh, what are, what kind of elements are built into this that help the buyer? Because back when I, w- I raised vintage cars for about 12 years, back then there was really nothing. Uh, and the internet was still goofy and weird. There was one website you could go to that would post a picture or two and some sayings and you just, you weren't really sure what is this. And then you, c- you had to communicate in different ways or call people on the phone. They never called you back. It was so difficult. And when I sold my race cars, it was kind of hard. I ended up selling one of them overseas to a guy actually whose name was Mark Green, bizarre, who bought my Lotus. Wow. The Lola went back to somebody who had that I knew it from racing, so there was an association there and so forth. But um, yeah, how, how is Awesome Joe, what are some uh, parts of that that help the person, not only the seasoned racer, but also somebody who's just getting into it that can feel somewhat confident that what they're getting is really what they want? Are there some elements built into it? Yeah, so let me, let me ask you a question first. Have you ever bought a car sight unseen? I have. I bought two motorcycles, no, three motorcycles that way. I bought two collector cars that way, and I bought a daily driver type car that way. And I was 
uh, pleasantly surprised with maybe half of them. And the other part, I was, well, okay, you didn't tell me about that. And then one was like, is this the same car in the pictures? Seriously? Yeah, well, okay, so have you ever, so how about your next house? Are you going to buy your next house sight unseen with without an inspection? No. That would, okay, well, hold that on, wait a minute, happen. wait a minute. What if, what if the guy who's selling you the house says, actually, my buddy used to be an inspector, and he looked at it, and he says that it's good. Not a house, no. Okay, so so we're bringing a little, we feel the same way uh, about houses, but we also feel that way about race cars, classic cars, and, you know, what we've seen is a lot of times someone would go and sell, want to sell a race car or a classic car, and they have... You know, maybe they went and had uh, a shop take a look at it and do an inspection. Yeah, PPO or something. Uh, or a condition report. But when you're going to buy it, it's like, okay, you did the condition report, but like this Porsche, I know that there's a problem with, you know, this particular kind of car, you know, and I would really like somebody to give me an, a definitive answer on this before I want to buy, right? Or or maybe there's no condition report and maybe you're not interested in getting something with a bunch of question marks on it. So so we added to Awesome Geo a process that we call or by confident process. And essentially what happens is when someone lists a car for sale, they're going to go through the process of disclosing a whole bunch of information about the vehicle ahead of time. And when people are bidding on the vehicle, they're going to have a look at that list and they're going to say, well, you know what? I actually want you to check this. I want to I want you to make sure this these numbers match on these parts. I want to make sure that this is original. I want to make sure the paint is in this condition. So the buyer and seller have this dance where they can communicate on that. And when someone feels confident in that list, they can throw a bid on the vehicle, you know, they can buy it outright. And what will happen is then that vehicle with that list will then go through a condition validation process. And we'll make sure that all those criteria that were listed, whether it's an exact match or maybe the condition validator can make a judgment on the quality of something, that's going to go to a condition validator. They're going to check it out and the sale isn't final until the result of that comes back to both the buyer and seller. So we're protecting the buyers, we're making sure things are verified, and we're we're giving us uh, we're introducing sellers to buyers they feel more comfortable. So it's more likely that the sale is going to go through. That's so important. That's one of the biggest challenges, obviously, buying online and then you know flying across the country is expensive. But again, depending on the car, if you're spending a lot of money, that airplane ticket can be pretty cheap. If you get something that you go, oh, no, this isn't what I thought. Because most of the time, my experience and with a lot of friends who bought cars sight unseen, once it's in your driveway, that seller's gone. I mean, they, they don't very rarely do these sellers back it up or say, OK, I'll pay to ship it home because I wasn't quite. They're gone. It's over. You, they've got your money and you're stuck. So, yeah, that, that gives confidence to somebody. Uh, great confidence, I would assume, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's why we call it the buy confident. You know, the goal is to make sure that buyers feel great about what they're buying sight unseen. And the thing is, with this process, once you go through it, you actually start to want it for other parts of your life. So like, you know, I have some <laughs> guitars here and there, there are some guitars that I like historic guitars that can be pretty pricey. And it would be awesome if I could know, you know, that something I'm buying that I'm passionate about a commodity or anything for any hobby, you know, has that kind of seal of approval from an expert behind it. We do it with houses, but we don't do it with cars. And so we decided to kind of go through patent that process and build it out and really start to provide our buyers and sellers with that like deeper level of confidence in, in the in the trade. 
Well, I think it's great. Cars are pricey and expensive and uh, race cars, even more so many times, especially if you get something that's not right and you got to redo a lot of stuff. So, you know, I've kind of I gotten to this point that when I buy a used car, especially a collector car, I figure I'm going to probably have to put five to 10,000 into it to get it up to my standards anyway. But it'd be nice if I didn't have to do that. Right. You know, that I knew that what I was getting was exactly what I thought I was getting in many cases. So there you go. I love it. It's great. Let's talk about a driving inspiration in your life. Uh, somebody who's a key mentor, somebody who's been very influential and, and very helpful to you. Who is that person? So actually, I mentioned him earlier on, but Jerry Rafa, who was one of the founders of our company, who who, tra- who tragically passed away a couple of years ago. He's yeah, Jerry, he was a, gr- a great friend and really savvy business guy. He was in real estate, but he loved cars. He had a garage in Sea Isle City, New Jersey, just filled with all the collector cars that he had been, you know, every time he had some kind of success or, you know, went on a cruise and gambled and made a bunch of money or something because he was a he was a poker player, you know, he, you know, he was a real interesting guy. So he would buy these cars and keep them in this garage and he had all kinds of things. And he, he just was a real, just a real Jersey guy. You know, he's real straight with what he would say and would just tell it exactly like it is. He could see right through things when he, you know, look at them. And I, I never forget him. You know, we went to this car show, a Carlisle show actually, and there's this purple El Camino with one of those, you know, exposed engines that comes out of the hood. And, and Jerry would just look at it and he would go, what is that? You know, it looks like a coral reef, you know, like really if I pushed it off a cliff, fish would swim there and find a home. I mean, he just was, he just had no reverence. Uh, He was just such a good friend. And the reason he was a a real mentor to me is because he just believed in people and he would give you a chance and he'd he'd let you sink or swim on your own, what you brought to the table and what you could do. You know, when he'd listen to you, he'd give you a chance. And he just taught me the the amazing things that you can accomplish if you believe in the people in your life and, and encourage them to keep going and, and make things happen. So I'll never forget that. You're very fortunate to have had him in your life. I mean, a straight shooter and of course a Jersey guy. I mean, that brings all kind of connotations to mind, right? But at the same time, very just blunt, straightforward, telling you how it is, telling you what he thinks, whether you believe in it or not, but at least you know that what he's saying is honest and true and forthright and uh, a lot of knowledge there. So uh, sorry you guys lost him uh, way, way, way before his time, of course. If you were going to be a mentor to someone else who was going to get into the kind of career path you've chosen, how would you advise them? There's so many awesome ways to learn, especially in technology. It's so accessible. I mean, if you have a computer and a desire, I mean, through YouTube videos and learning, I mean, you could start building applications, web applications or apps. I mean, you could get started today. It's really amazing. And, you know, the most important thing, if you have a really good idea, is to actually learn yourself the tools you would need, the approach you would take to bring that idea to life. So learn as much as you can about the engineering that goes into making great ideas happen, creating technology, you know, building a new app or website. Learn some of that stuff. Maybe like make one in a place like automotive and motorsports where people have so much passion and there's, you know, so many people involved and it's it's so complex. There's so much more room for technology. And if you have a good idea, just explore it. I mean, figure out, do the work, look into, uh, look into making it happen. You know, your dad said something great when I spoke to him yesterday. Execution is the key there. Get out there and do it. And I'll tell you, when I think back to when I was your age, the kind of things that you have at your fingertips that I couldn't have even dreamed about back then to explore and figure things out. It's just mind boggling to me. Uh, it's it's amazing and as i say there are no excuses for not being successful there really aren't anymore because there's some so much out you might need some guidance and a mentor to help you find that path but uh 
you said another great word, be willing to work, be willing to learn and uh, get out there and, and realize too, it's not going to just happen overnight. It takes time uh, to build these things. But uh, yeah, the world is our oyster these days. That's for sure. We come back from this short break. We're going to talk about a big challenge you may have faced. So keep the seatbelt cinched tight. We'll be right back. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on firsthand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe, and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. What began as a charitable car show has grown into the world's greatest collector car auctions, raising over $133 million for charitable organizations to date. For nearly 50 years, automotive enthusiasts from all over the world have enjoyed the Barrett-Jackson Collector Car Auctions, and I'm a huge fan. Regarded as the barometer of the collector car industry, their auctions are world-class lifestyle events, where thousands of the world's most sought-after unique and valuable automobiles cross the block in front of a global audience, in person, on TV, or streamed online. Barrett-Jackson produces the world's greatest collector car auctions in Scottsdale, Arizona, Palm Beach, Florida, Las Vegas, Nevada, and new for 2021, Houston, Texas. The excitement of Barrett-Jackson auctions is contagious, and a unique experience is not to be missed. Barrett Jackson, the world's greatest collector car auctions. So, Tommy, we're back. So let's talk about a big obstacle, big challenge, maybe even a big failure you face, other than flying out of a go-kart. But it sounds like uh, that one you just climbed back in and finished the race. Uh, kudos to you. Uh, talk about that situation, but more importantly, what did it teach you so you can move forward in a positive way? Yeah, so we've been building you know, a lot of different technology over the last few years, you know, trying to impact as much of space as we can. So we, we have a, another product that we had built called track rabbit, which is, and if you haven't used it, if you want to get on a racetrack and drive or join a driving club, track rabbit, it's the way to go. When we were launching track rabbit, we were bringing racing clubs to the table who wanted to use us because we provide e-commerce and we had a client come on board who really challenged us. They wanted us to be able to support their driving club, which had teams, team captains, signing drivers, those vehicles, and they were going to fill up their events as soon as they posted them. Hundreds and hundreds of registrations coming through, and nothing could go wrong. And this was a real challenge. And we struggled to kind of meet all the demands of this this new client. And for me, it was a real challenge because I, I didn't I didn't know if we could do it. You know, and sometimes sometimes you, you want to give up and like move past. You want to just forget about the challenge, try to go around it to just get away from it. And I, I'm lucky that we had someone on our team, Tori, who's one of our account leaders. And Tori was like, "Failure is not an option. We're gonna we're gonna do it." And I followed Tori's lead there, and we just kept working on it. She was like, "We're we're gonna make this happen. We we're not, we're gonna not fail." 
We're just going to make it happen. And so we did. And, and, and we still work with that client to this day. As a result, the platform got better. But it was incredible. And it's when you work with people like that who have that drive and that passion, it's like you can't help but be inspired by it and learn from them. Failure is not an option. Sounds a little bit like an old Sir Henry Rice quote. I love it. Kudos to your team lead, Tori, there for uh, keeping you all on track, to use a bad pun. But uh, it works in this case. So uh, let's talk about a bucket list item for you. When you look ahead in your life, your career right now, maybe just out the next three years, because going much further than that could be a little bit iffy, uh, given what we've all dealt with the last year and a half, two years here. Uh, what is uh, our couple bucket list items for you in your career path? So, yeah, so I, you know, I've always wanted to do, I've always wanted to build one of those kit cars, like an MK4 or something. Yeah. And so on the bucket, that's on the bucket list. Like, you know, once my dad retires, you know, I'd really, I think that would be an awesome project to do just to kind of stay within in racing career wise bucket list. I mean, I'm a, I'm a maker, you know, that's what I do. You know, people bring the ideas to the table. You know, I work with the founders of the companies who say, well, this is what I want to do. You know, here's my, here's my dream. And so what I do is I, I just pick that apart, you know, figure out how to, you know, start from the bottom. Okay, what are we going to use technology wise? What kind of business model can we use to make it make the thing keep going and, and make it sustainable? And I just want to keep making things as, as many as I can, as many ideas as I can be a part of to try to make an impact. The first time we had a product go to market and we had our first like half million users who, who used it, it was like addicting. I was like, I need I need to make something else, you know, that people can use. So that that's what I plan to do for the rest of my life. I don't think I'll ever stop making things. Very cool. I love it. Let's talk about a special vehicle in your life and maybe share a memory about that ride. Yeah, I had a uh, my first car, the dream car, man, was this black Infiniti G35 that I had that I got when I got my first real job. And that thing was awesome. I'll never forget though. I was trying. I was on a date. I was really trying to impress a girl, and so I picked her up, you know, in the Infinity, and, and we were going to go. And I was living near Philadelphia at the time, yeah. and I decided, okay, we're going to go to Old City. So we're going to pull up in this cool, you know, my black Infinity. We're going to go to Old City, and I managed to pull down the cobblestone streets in Old City. And I'm, you know, if you've ever been in a Infinity G35 before they had the power steering. That is a stiff suspension. Okay, so I'm driving down the cobblestone streets in Old City trying to impress this girl, and it did not go well. I mean, that <laughs> she, car was she was like, bouncing up and down. Oh, hit it, in the it was headliner. it was horrible. It was so bad. So, needless to say, that didn't really go anywhere, and uh, there weren't any dates after that. But I'll never forget <laughs> that car. It was awesome. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I probably done a bunch of those things myself. Absolutely. So uh, I understand completely. When you have a date or a spouse or someone that you're trying to impress, but they're not really into cars. Uh, whereas if I'd been sitting next to you, I'd go, well, this is cool. This is a great suspension. This thing's tight, you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, doesn't kind of work for, for others sometimes. I'm going to be your car psychologist here. I'm going to crawl into your skull a little bit. If you were manifest as a vehicle, what would Tommy be? But more importantly, why? Yeah, I th honestly think I'd be one of those factory five kit cars. Oh, cool. And why? I think it's it has to do with like, well, for me, I feel very intentional and kind of purpose driven. I try to experience like a million things. So I almost feel like my life is like a piecemeal of just all of these crazy experiences I've had working in different industries and going different places and meeting people who think totally differently than myself. So rather than being something that comes off the assembly line, I'm something that is kind of like hand built. It may be a little bit rougher on the edges because I didn't quite know how to do something, but I learned from it and <laughs> yeah. kept building anyway. Nice way to answer that question. 
I like it. Yeah, they build some cool cars there at Factory 5. You know, another one to look at is Superformance. I've had Lance Stander, the owner of that company on the show, driven his cars, his GT40, Cobras, Daytonas. Yeah, purpose-built cars, bespoke-built cars, continuation cars, really, uh, in many respects. And I had a kit car uh, for a while that a uh, very prominent builder put together. It was a uh, Beck Spider. Uh, 550 Spider, yeah, that uh, John Wilhoyt down in Long Beach built. And using all Porsche parts, which made it pretty special. Usually it's Volkswagen parts that are in that car, but this was all... All Porsche, uh, 356 parts, uh, engine, everything, and uh, great fun car. Not super fast, but uh, super fun for sure. My son's never forgiven me for selling that thing either. (laughs) So sorry, Blake. So I know that your brand, your business rather, Trellist, is very philanthropic. I'd like to know your perspective on how you guys, how you like to help mentor others and give back to others. It doesn't have to be in the automotive sector, but it could be. Yeah, so I think... Our approach generally in bringing innovation or creating new technology is like fundamentally it has to serve people to do something. It serves the hobby. It serves the people who are participating in that hobby. So the things we try to do is look at are there ways that we can make these businesses easier to run, get more people involved, make the hobby more accessible to the next generation, or how about cut the costs? You know, how about the driving clubs that are struggling as a result of the change in the amount of people who are engaging in it or maybe the the struggle to reach the next generation? Can we make their business, can we make it more cost effective for them to run it? And and fundamentally, that's behind everything that we're doing. So I think helping others in that way is a driving force behind Alive. You know, with Awesome Joe, we try to change the business model uh, in such a way to make sure that those transactions, people are happy with the things they're buying, you know, they're paying less for them. And Lance Miller was a great inspiration to me there. He just was like, it's, it's free unless sold. That's how we're going to do it. We're going to make that sale happen. And, it, and once we serve them in that way, it's a win-win for both of us, but it's going to be free unless sold. So I, I think just we bring a lot of those principles and we put those kind of into all the things that we do. We just want to serve people. And that's, that's why we build our products. Well, your dad, very much a person who's uh, run his life on the principle of giving, for sure. So you've got a great uh, mentor and a father there as well, which is wonderful. How about a book? Is there a book you'd like to share with us that you really enjoyed, you learned a lot from? I read a, a lot of diverse stuff. I actually recently just finished a book by a guy named Lian, Lian Shi, and it was a book called The Conversion of Missionaries, and it was about the failure of the West to evangelize the East. It was really interesting. At the turn of the century— when uh, the evangelists came from the United States, from organizations like the SBC, they would go to China and expect to basically pave over these ancient ways with Western ideas. And what ended up happening is that a majority of the, the missionaries, had, after that generation had gone there, had completely changed their views. It was a melding of the minds. Ideas and cultural ideas and religious ideas started to blend together, and it led to a huge failure on the part of those missionaries to spread those ideas and, and as a result actually changed the people who went and they brought back new ideas with them. So I, I, I love stories like that because it's so important to test ideas, to test, test ideas and test your presumptions and not be afraid to change the way you think you know, when introduced with new, something new. You know, that, that's what helps innovate and not stagnate. Right. 
I love it. I've not read that book. That sounds very interesting. I'll have to get my hands on that. Yeah, definitely a lot could be said about missionaries all over the world uh, going out and trying to convert people's minds and being unsuccessful at that because, you know, maybe there's some better ideas out there. But wouldn't that be nice if that could work also in social media these days versus all the arguing that we see going on and the polarization that we see going on? It's just having an open mind and trying to listen to other people and understand what the, why they believe what they believe. That's something I always taught my son when he would come home from school and say, oh, I argued with Billy Bob or today or somebody about something. And I said, well, here's a better way to approach this. Ask him why he believes what he believes and then just listen to him. Don't try to tell him what you believe. Just listen to him and... You might learn something or you might fluster him because he doesn't know why he believes what he believes. You know, it's just a talking point here from his parents or something. So uh, I think that's uh, a great way to go. Well, I'll remind our listeners, you can find this book on Tommy's show notes page and you can find over 2000 books on the Cars yeah website listed under guest recommended books. Uh, again, just go and type in Tommy Adidon and that's spelled A-T-A-D-A-N. And you'll find The Conversion of Missionaries, a book I'll have to get my hands on. All right, we're going to go on the ultimate drive here. I have a magic scepter, which enables me to allow you to pick any car in the world, any person to be with, living or deceased, and you can be anywhere. It could be a track, could be a drive somewhere. It doesn't matter. What does that ultimate drive look like for you today, Tommy? Uh, so the ultimate drive. So it has to be... You know, my idol growing up, which would be Jimmy Page, the lead guitarist from Led Zeppelin. Oh, cool. Okay. I feel like I have so many questions for the guy. So, and it would have to be my favorite classic car. You know, I have Lance Miller to thank for introducing me to classic Corvettes, uh-huh. but specifically the 1960 Chevy Corvette. Okay. White, red interior. And yep. we'd drive, we'd go driving near my home, man, in the uh, Blue Ridge Mountains, man, and just chat about music. And Cool. I think that'd be pretty fun. Although that car might be a little noisy, uh, but uh, that's okay. You know, Jimmy Page is used to noise if he has any hearing left at this point in his life. But uh, yeah, I think that'd be pretty fun. I like this question because I get some really, really unique answers from people. And especially if you get into people they've chosen who are not with us anymore, uh, which is fun. But you're the first one to choose Jimmy Page. So there you go. I like it. That's very cool. And uh, of course, maybe bring a guitar or two along and stop on the side of the road and he can teach you a few licks here and there, which would be kind of fun as well. Absolutely. You've taken us on a great ride today, Tommy, and I want to thank you for joining us. Before I let you go, though, could you share a mantra, success quote, some kind of uh, words of wisdom that have meaning for you that uh, might help somebody listening today? So I'll give you a couple here. So number one, if you're thinking about buying a race car, buy a race car. <laughs> yeah. Buy a race car. There are there are options out there you can get that aren't that expensive. Just jump in and do it. And so number two, when you get that race car, join a driving club. These clubs are so awesome, and it's such an awesome community to join. And I just encourage anybody to just take a leap, especially now. And my final word of advice is like, this is the one of the best times for people to reinvent themselves coming out of COVID. You know, and just find the things that you're passionate about and double down on them right now. So you know, when you join that driving club, just get involved. If you uh, need a place to buy that race car, Awesome Joe's the place. And if you need to find a driving club, Track Rabbit's the place. There you go. Nice segue into my next question. That is, how can people learn more about Trellis, Awesome Joe, and TrackRabbit? Oh, yeah. So TrackRabbit.com, if you want to learn about signing up for automotive events, HPDE, joining driving clubs, getting started there uh, with your first experience on track or you know, having your next experience on track, 
But if you're ready to buy a race car, classic car, you know, exotic car, awesomejoe.com or awesomejoeauctions.com is the place where you can get started and buy confident. Absolutely. I'll put links to all those on Tommy's show notes page. They're easy to remember, though. Awesomejoeauctions.com, trackrabbit.com, and trellist with a T. Dot com. All great companies making it a lot more fun for us automotive enthusiasts to enjoy a lot of things out there, including track time. And boy, yeah, if you've not gone out and done track things, do it because it's a blast. That's for sure. I want to do a shout out. Thank you to Brad Spears for introducing Tommy to me today and his dad yesterday. If you missed my talk with his dad, please go back to the Cars Yeah website or any mobile podcast app and you can find it right there. Uh, it was fun to have father sons. I've had many of those on the show. Uh, I've even had mother daughters on the show, which is cool. Father daughters and back and forth. So it's great to keep it all in the family and get some different perspectives. Tommy, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your experiences and inspiration until you and i talk again i'll see you i usually say down the road but maybe i'll see you at the track all right thank you so much it was great talking to you this was great fun absolutely here at cars yeah it's all about inspiration and our charity of choice is tech force foundation where it's all about making a positive difference in young people's lives tech force helps young adults discover their talents and passions for all things automotive with a mission of helping students develop a career as a professional technician. TechForce awards nearly $2 million in scholarships every year for students to pursue technical education and they support hands-on activities, events, and mentorships across the country, working to change the outdated perceptions of these careers. Autotechs are in high demand, but the supply of qualified technicians is critically short. They need your help to fuel their mission. Learn more and join me in supporting them at techforce.org. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!